Hello, women of God. This is Erica. And Narcelli. And we want to welcome you to the Upstream Pursuit podcast, the leadership podcast for Christian women going against the current. All right. So Alan Parr did a video. Uh huh. And where he is talking about the lyrics of the song reckless love well he's he's actually not talking about those lyrics specifically he's basically taking a look at whether the lyrics of several common songs are theologically correct have you seen church this video? songs no i haven't yeah but you're talking about like church songs okay church songs so yeah so he was at a church service and he one of these songs was the song reckless love and it came up and he was just kind of like oh wait like people are are singing to this and are they yeah so he was just kind of wondering like why people were singing it and didn't like necessarily see some of the inconsistencies theologically in the song so the song happened to be reckless love and um and so in the video alan just kind of makes a a point that the word reckless is not a biblical attribute to describe god yeah, because when we think of the word reckless, you know, we think of aimlessly, um, no order, no direction, and that that wouldn't be how I would see scripture describing. Who so God you is. agree with Alan that that you I'm, wouldn't use that word? I'm I'm familiar. Yes, I have heard the debate on that, and I would I would agree. Yeah, I would. With a million words choices that we have, that's not one that I would use to describe God. Okay, so here's the deal. <laughs> so okay. I I watched the video and then that one piece, and I'll tell you why I was kind of like wrestling with it, and it's because prior to Reckless Love coming out, I wrote this song years ago. It was actually the first song that i wrote at an uproar retreat which uproar is a ministry that i'm a part of and um and so anyway the inspiration for the idea was actually a sermon that your brother did um mm. about the prodigal father and so what he did was he did this awesome awesome sermon uh from the perspective of the prodigal father so he was basically saying that you know a lot of times the focus on the prodigal story is on the prodigal son and the way that the prodigal son behaved. And then he shared that the word prodigal means reckless spending. And he also shared that the word prodigal has a second definition, which is extravagant giving. And so he was saying that, you know, he was basically saying, you know, could the story be about a prodigal son, but also about a prodigal father? And that idea just stayed with me. And so anyway, I went and I wrote a song about the prodigal father. And in this song, um, one of the the lyrics, well, the lyrics to the chorus says, so I run, I run to the arms of the prodigal father, to the one, to the one who sees me at a distance and recklessly runs towards me. And I use the word recklessly because I thought that the father, I don't know, to be honest with you, I don't know that I put that much thought in using that word at that time but i did use it and so i was a little triggered with the but whole why reckless? reckless like why well, wouldn't it have been 
you know, preordained, um, determined, overflowing with love. I mean, because that's really what it was. First of all, because melodically, it wouldn't have worked. <laughs> but secondly... Well, the truth comes out. No, okay. no, 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 no. <laughs> but because those themes were also already mentioned in other places of the song. But also, I, I think the recklessly, like, there wasn't, to me... There was an element of recklessness in the father's response because, like, he didn't care about, like, he didn't care about how much it was going to cost him. He threw a party for his son. He was super excited about it. And then the brother was upset and the father was just like, yeah, but my son was lost okay. and now he has been found. So Hold that on. was sort of my, my thought process. Can Go I ahead. stop you for a minute, though? Because I sure. literally just Googled definition of reckless. <laughs> and it says, I'm going to pull a Narcelli right now. Yeah, go for it. Person or actions without thinking or caring about the consequences. Do you really think God would do something without thinking or caring? No. So that is actually the point that I'm trying to make. So the point that I'm making, okay. that what I was going to make, is that I actually emailed Alan because I was like, Alan. You would. I did. Because y'all like BFFs. But for, really. Yeah. No, I messaged him because I I wanted to learn. And I mean, my, yeah. my message to him was very much like, hey, I wrote this song before this Reckless. Because legit, when the song Reckless Love came up or came out, it took me, my mind, it took me to the prodigal father. Like, that's what I thought. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, this is cool. Hey, it affirmed my recklessness from a previous a previous years ago. And so anyway, so I asked him, <laughs> do you think that could there be a possibility that the word reckless could work in this song? And his response, which I loved, was, you know, when someone is thinking of the word reckless, what do you think it's the primary definition that they are? And he didn't say it like that. I'm paraphrasing. But essentially, he would just basically said, do you think that's the definition that they think of? In other words, when someone's saying the reckless love of God, are they thinking, oh, because he's such a prodigal father and an extravagant giver? Or are they thinking that he's reckless, like, which is what you just defined? What I just defined. Correct. Like, me... And what I concluded was that I yeah. have to change the lyrics to the song. Wow. So I think I'm going to say something like to the one to the one who sees me at a distance and joyfully runs towards me or mercifully runs for me because he extended so much mercy, this father with his son. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So all of that to say, Alan messed me up. And now I got to change the lyrics to my song. Sucker. <laughs> like, I think he's I, I feel like. God is so intentional. For That's sure. why I feel like the word reckless is the complete opposite. I mean, I look at my life and how many things he's orchestrated that were so that were so methodical. Like for sure. It's just yeah. Well. So I guess I won't be introducing that one for a while. Dang. Wow. Oh, the overwhelming, never ending. Reckless. Mm -hmm. Love of God. Love of love. God. <laughs> I mean, it is something. What was the word I used? 
you said intentional was, word of God. Yeah, no, it was like this <laughs> Try is not again. No, do it again. Do it again with the word intentional. I just want okay, to hear what okay. it sounds like. All the overwhelming, never-ending, intentional love of God. Oh, totally <laughs> radical love beautiful. of God. <laughs> Let me look at the definition of radical. Hold you me. know what bothers me? We just <laughs> messed up all kinds of pursuers that really love that song, including me. Listen, no, dude. Okay, you know I've been on this journey for about three years now, where I have been completely wrecked. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> um, in rethinking so many of the things that I've been, you know, like brought up with. Do you remember when we went to a church? Oh, I, I think we were in Texas, and it was me, you, Lisa, Angelica. We just randomly went to a church. Where? Why were was we it there? in Houston? It was, it was a road trip. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, Lisa's uh, bachelorette party. Um, yeah, totally tame, totally Christian centered. Whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we say that, and people are going to think it was something wild. Anyways, it, go ahead. So, do you remember that church we went to? Yes. I don't even know what song it was, but I had such a hard time because I it was I was still in a season of like analyzing everything mm. and it was really hard for me to worship. Hmm. And I don't know if that was good or bad. I just, I, I wasn't ready yet. I, I didn't know where I stood. I, there were things that I was already thinking. And then I was like, but Erica, just praise God. You know, like just, just yeah. praise God, you know, regardless of, of that, like even on my own. Right. But it was so difficult. So I totally know where you're coming from. I've, I've been through that journey. Um, and still going through it, but it was it was a lot harder in the beginning. It was definitely a lot harder. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, and I think it's a struggle as a worship leader to constantly try. Well, you know, every week we have to select songs for worship. And it's a daunting task. I don't think people really realize it, especially if you're wanting to uh, to submit lyrics that are yeah. are theologically correct. I think for me, I've become really critical of lyrics. Mm -hmm. um, and I've instilled that in the team to where sometimes it's a little overboard. Like, I think mm -hmm. that it is a little counterproductive um, because mm -hmm. there are songs that overall have great theological themes, but there maybe there's like one minor thing that's questionable. And then, um, like, one of our team members, Damien, he'll be like, I don't really like this song. It's, I don't think it's theologically correct. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And Hugo también. I cannot, there's so many songs that I cannot do because they're just, like, so critical of them. And I actually think I would prefer them to be that critical than not be critical enough. But I do, I think, with, like, anything else, I think there has to be a balance because if not, there's a lot of songs that we would not be able to do. And I do think that we have to be responsible. I think for me is, you know, is there a song that we mostly or we align fully but then maybe there's something that we find problem problematic that maybe we can correct in the service. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause I'll tell you something that I have an issue with actually in regards to reckless love is none of that is not even the whole word reckless. It's actually the introspection. 
Like, I do understand that we need to know that God loves us. But um, I think a lot of us actually need to be pursuing God with, let's call it intention, right? With like the same intention. So many times when I actually sing that word, I actually switch the lyrics. I think there's times and places for them. But if all of them are about that, yeah, it's another story. And I know that's not what you're talking about, but... No, it is interesting yeah. because I have noticed that I, I just did this on Sunday. None of the songs were introspective and the expression of worship was different. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I all three songs that I chose were were all about God, all about his name, yeah. all about who he is. And yeah. the expression was totally different. And I think that sometimes we don't realize how much these songs that have to do with us and worship make us actually believe that worship is about us. Yeah. And what I when I think about that idea, I think of how we're in training for heaven and that's all we'll be doing in heaven. Absolutely. I definitely think that is interesting. And so anyway, I I don't want to mess people's views of reckless love. I've always loved that song. Um <laughs> But I agree. I do agree with Alan. You know, if I truly, truly take a step back, which is what I wanted to do and the reason why I approached them with the question, if I take a step back, he's absolutely right. I don't see anywhere in scripture where God is defined as reckless. And to prescribe that attribute to him, I think would be, you know, incorrect. And so for that reason, I will be changing the lyric to the song. I'm proud of you. Well, thank you. I'm not happy about it. I mean, I'm going to tell you that, but I think it's the right Kicking thing Kicking and to screaming. Do. Uh, yeah, Good. I think it's the right thing to do. I think that's important to note, though, because it's not like it's not like it's easy to admit that uh, it maybe doesn't necessarily align with with scripture. Yeah. Um, again, it, dude, I get it. Like I was, my husband was the one that was like challenging me up the wazoo when we got married about these types of things. And I had to concede uh, a lot of the time and it was, it was a rough process. So, but I do say, I think one of the things that was more difficult was because I knew nobody else was in that boat. So I was going at it alone mm-hmm. and never wanted to, you know, for me to share that with you at a time where I was still trying to figure it out. Yeah. Would ha- I didn't, the same thing you were saying, right? Like, I don't want to ruin yeah. everybody, you know, everybody's experience, right? And I didn't want to ruin anybody's experience either. Um, yeah. Not to say that that's right either, but I, you know, I'm still trying to figure it out, but yeah. Well, yeah, no, I think it is responsible for us to not necessarily impose our own experiences until we're certain that what we're doing is biblical too, you know, and then that's the message that we're not sharing a message on our experience, but that we're changing maybe how, or expressing how we understand the scriptures in a, in a different light. And so, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting. I I think the challenges, which is what a lot of people are going through right now is just the whole deconstruction thing, is yeah, that yeah. they you start deconstructing to the point where you no longer follow Christ. And um, you know, I think that's a little problematic, but I think that to challenge some of the cultural things that we do in a church setting, why we do it and whether it's biblical or not, I think it's a healthy 
thing to do. And one of the things I love about you, Erica, is that, you know, currently you're not in a leadership role at a church, right? So you're doing this as a Christ follower, you know, you're not taking these things at face value, you're actually analyzing it. And I think, you know, I mentioned even like how critical we are, but we're, we're on a leadership team and we're presenting these things before congregations so we want to be responsible but this is not something that just a leader needs to do this is something that any christ follower needs to do when they're engaging in different type of sacraments that we are engaging in yeah yeah can i just say one that my husband also makes a comment about yeah totally do you know that one a big big house Lots, lots, of, lots of room. Okay, so what's wrong with that one? He, would we get to where we could play football? He's like, are we? Are we really going to be playing football? <laughs> and I'm like, stop ruining this song. They're just, it's, the point is that there's a lot of room. <laughs> but I think the point that he's making is that we take these values, cultural values, and we infuse them <laughs> as biblical values. Yeah. And I think that's, that's actually really good. <laughs> he said, are we? Are we going to be playing He's football? He's like, are we? Are we really playing football? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm done. I'm done. It's true, though. Dude, I'm telling you, it was rough. That's everything, such an American thing. I did would question. Are we going to be playing football out there on Thanksgiving Day or what? <laughs> Is that a thing? Oh my gosh. That is yeah. hilarious. This is why I think uh, as you, uh, what is it? I can only imagine wins. Cause it's like, I don't know. I'm just imagining it. That, that it might be like this. Yeah. There is one song that my friend Chris gets really worked up over. And uh-huh. it's the song too good to not believe. And um, I personally love this song. It talks about the, wonder working power of God and the miracles that, you know, we've seen and things like that. But the bridge, um, I'll read you the lyrics really quick. And he says, I've seen cancer disappear. And then he goes, have you though? Have you though? And I'm like, (laughs) bro, let me hear the song. Like, let me just sing the song. He's like, so it says, I've seen cancer disappear. I've seen metal plates dissolve. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Don't you tell me he can't do it. I've seen real life resurrection. I've seen mental health restored. I've seen families reunited. I've seen prodigals return. I've seen troubled souls delivered. I've seen addicts finally free. And I think the one that he really has a hard time with is those first two ones. I've seen cancer disappear. I've seen metal plates dissolve. And he's just like, but have you though? So I'm literally singing the song and he's like, have you? And I, um, but you know, but I'll tell you, the first time I ever sang that song, I I changed the lyrics because I could not get myself. To I'm, sing. I'm curious, what did you change it to? I don't remember. I think because I, I mean, just, I think it would be accurate if said we know you can. Yeah, and then I, I think I changed like. I think I may have. I don't remember. It was a while ago, but I think I may have changed it to like, "I'll see cancer disappear." 
or I'll see metal metal tape metal place dissolve or something like that or I, or I can see them but um but the other the other thing was that I've seen real life resurrection um I actually had spoken to the congregation about that because I was sharing um I was kind of sharing what, what I'm sharing right now how like Chris and I really struggle with that because he and I like refuse to uh, sing these lyrics like that Mm-hmm. but um one of the things that i shared was like i've never seen a dead person come to life you know and i know that it has happened but i've never seen it but what i talked about was the real resurrection that has happened in my own life that's what i talked about mm, i talked yeah. about um you know i've seen real life resurrection and that real life resurrection i've seen it in me when i was dead to my sin jesus not only forgave me gave, gave me complete whole new life through him through his son and resurrected me like literally that's the real life resurrection i've seen i when i consider um and that's what i had shared i said when i consider how dead i was in that and how alive i am in him now i can sing about that you know yeah Yeah. um you know mental health restored you know i can think of those i can think about families that i thought i would never see in the same room and they've been reunited. I can see how my own troubled soul was delivered. So things like that. But yeah, but this goes again, this goes to show just how dicey these songs get and how yeah. sincere we have to be when we sing them. And and that even even when we are in a place where maybe we don't agree. Like I went somewhere one time where the worship leader was like, if you love Jesus, jump right now or something like that. And I like refused to jump. Because I was just like, you're not because you don't love Jesus. Why wouldn't you do? Oh, exactly. I I was like, you're not gonna bully me into jumping for (laughs) Jesus, and like, I don't need to jump to know that Jesus loves me. Like this Bible (laughs) says, like that's how ridiculous this is for me. Yeah, but then that's how ridiculous we get in our attempt to get people to express worship. Yeah, it's just such a tricky line. I think at the end of the day, you said this earlier. Never put knowledge above the spirit for sure god's given us the spirit to help navigate these things in our lives way better than you know some of these things that we want to hold so tight to and and then how do i want to say this like i think pride creeps up when people feel like knowledge is obtained that nobody else knows and then mm. pride gets in the way of the spirit really putting whatever was learned into practice. And then people begin to want to push that upon other people mm-hmm. as opposed to really allowing the spirit to guide, like how to navigate conversations with, with others when it comes to those types of things. So we have to be careful. We really have to be careful. Yeah, we do. And I think the last thing I'll say about that is that, you know, this is again, why it's, uh, why it's so important. Even when we're saying that we're being critical, I think Erica, you and I have always been like that. We're very, uh, critical in the sense, like we critically analyze, um, different things And I think for us, it has really served us well because I think it's made us like independent thinkers, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And um, but we always say, you know, even in this podcast, we always say like you need to go and you need to go critically analyze and discern what you believe God is is asking you to do, you know? And um, 
And with that, I also have a, um, oh, hold on. Let me find it because I think it's perfect. Uh, giving grace to those who may not be at the same level of maturity and spirit. Is that the yeah, same yeah, one yeah. you're thinking of? No, no, no. Okay. The one that I was thinking oh. of is, uh, it goes to your point about um, discernment. And it's the, in the spirit of God. And it's in first Corinthians chapter two, I believe it's chapter two fourteen, And it says that the man without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit for they are foolishness to him. And he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. And every time that I read this scripture, I'm always thinking about the man without the spirit. But then there's another man that's actually in this this scripture and is the man with the spirit. And I think for us as people with the spirit of God, we have mm. the ability to discern these yeah. things that are of God. And so the same way that maybe the man without the spirit can, we have been given this ability to do that through the spirit and so you know i know when i say critically analyzing i'm not just talking about doing it with our mind but doing it with our, the mind of christ with the spirit of god yeah that's good um there's two verses that come to mind in reference to just kind of th these ideas colossians 4 5 and 6 walk in wisdom towards outsiders making the best use of the time let your speech always be gracious seasoned with salt so that you may know how you ought to answer each person so again that discernment of how to speak when you have certain knowledge that maybe others don't yeah okay and the other one is romans 14 1 um it says, uh, and this is a chapter about do not pass judgment on another on one another. And it says, as for the one who is weak in faith, welcome him, but not to quarrel over opinions. One person believes he may eat anything while the weak person only eats vegetables. Let not the one who eats despise the one who abstains and let not the one who abstains pass judgment on the one who eats for God has welcomed him. Who are you to pass judgment on the servant of another? It is before his own master that he stands or falls and he will be, and he will be upheld for the Lord is able to make him stand. That's good. So is this a secondary issue or a primary issue? Secondary. And so what we mean by secondary is that it's not um, it's not a salvation issue. So. Um, Correct. Yep. Yeah. So um, this is a discussion that we can have about how we feel about different lyrics and uh, you know our approaches to songs and things like that and and we encourage you know all of us to have discernment to be critical with with the things that we need to be critical and and then also laid back with the things we need to be laid back about because <laughs> there are things that we get all worked up over that really don't that that actually do what you just said, Erica. They they produce quarrels amongst the body of Christ that are completely unnecessary. At mm -hmm. the end of the day, um, we want Jesus to be worshipped, and we 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 talk about the theology of these songs because it is important. Um, but it's a secondary issue. Um, and so pursuers, I hope that you've enjoyed this uh, sort of conversation. That you've enjoyed watching me having to repent over my reckless song lyric that I have to now go change but um, we would love to hear if there's any other songs that you think we should be more careful of or we should reconsider I know for me as a worship leader it would be really helpful especially as I'm introducing them into the congregation 
Um, and I would just love to get your opinions. You can email us at upstreampursue at cdpchurch.org and tell us what you think. Or if you just have any general comments about what we shared, um, we would love to hear your thoughts, whether you agree with us or not, except that we're not going to basically argue with you about it. We're just going to receive your comment and thank you for it. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Because we love you so much and we are so grateful that you've allowed us into your space, whatever space that may be. And we, as always, hope that you have a blessed week and let's stand for truth pursuers.